All right, welcome. Hey, Sean. Hey, Kay. How are you guys doing today? Hey, guys. What's up? Hello. How are you doing? All right. Doing good. Looking forward to getting this on YouTube now. Now that we've got yeah. this switched over from Spaces, we got the visuals. It's going to be good. I'm looking forward to this. So uh, before we yeah. jump into it, uh, let's do the usual disclaimer, right? Remember, everybody, this is a service for general information and educational purposes only. It's not intended to constitute legal or tax or accounting or investment advice. We're not investment professionals, uh, just three guys having fun trading. These are our opinions and observations only. And uh, but hope you enjoy it. Hope you uh, uh, appreciate you tuning in. So, all right, let's jump into it. Look at the market overview uh, here. We've got a lot of green, at least I believe it's green. You guys confirm that for me. Yeah, it's all green. Looks green, right? Yeah. Good that matches with the numbers I got here, so that's good. Uh, so for the S and P, you know, we were up three percent, over three percent this year. Actually, everything across the board except for Bitcoin in the last five days, but uh, everything for the week was up big. Uh, S and P was up three point one six, Dow was up over three percent, Nasdaq up over four percent, as well as the Russell two K, which is interesting. Um, so on the year, the S and P is up over eleven and a half percent. Both the Dow and Russell went positive. Um, kind of modestly, but the NASDAQ continues to lead. So tech is crushing it, right? 26.5% to the positive uh, percentage point this year. And 63% to the positive side for Bitcoin. So, of course, Bitcoin continues to lead the way. Kind of flat over the last five days, it looks like. And it's impacting Mara a little bit. So we'll look at that as well. And then uh, the VIX just yeah. absolutely fell off a cliff. And My goodness. Exactly. Right? And, and same with the fear and greed index. Your fear and greed index is 65. It was 66 last week. So it's uh, it, it's just lost one point. Your put to call ratio uh, for the entire market of S&P 500, it was 0.83 last week. It's 0.76 by end of the week. So it's getting bullish and bullish. So, and it's amazing. Lines up with the green and with the charts we're about to look at. We've got a lot of charts to go through for sure. Let's look at earnings first, like we always do. Um, anything you noted this week, Kay, jumping off the page? Yes, I think for me, I'm looking forward to GitLab that we are tracking uh, on the chart today. So we will go touch up on that. I think I'm also looking forward to DocuSign that is um, has fallen through uh, the retail's uh, favorite, but it's still there and it kind of gives you an uh, insight into SaaS businesses. And then favorite, you know, Sean's favorite company, Neo, is reporting earnings, so... How did yeah. I not notice that's Friday? That's amazing. All right. It's only awesome. one on Friday as well. Yeah. It gets the whole spotlight. I'll do it. Yeah, it certainly does. <laughs> Before the open. All right. Hopefully that sets up for a good day. DocuSign too. Yeah, that has not been on a good good watch lately for a, for a while now. So I wonder what their numbers will look like. GameStop, of course. I mean, everybody's retail favorite or most hated. I don't know. I don't know. Is it still the retail favorite? I know it used to be the meme favorite. I haven't seen GameStop being the meme favorite lately. I feel think? like they're, you're right. It's It's gotten quieter, but I mean, it still holds like that uh, kind of name presence, right? Like if you think meme stocks, what's the first thing I think a lot of people yeah. think of is still GameStop. True. It's the OG meme stock. OG meme stock. Exactly. The OG, yeah. exactly right. So, but good stuff across the board there. Let's take a look at some charts. All right, so diving in SPY first, like we always do. I pulled up both monthly and weekly. And then, Sean, I think you you got a little bit zoomed in on the daily, which is perfect. Um, the monthly on the left here shows, you know, October is kind of falling off on the left. But November, December, January, February, March just could not get above this level. They had a nice ceiling formed. And uh, this is just highlighting in April a clear breakthrough in May. I retested it a bit and continued to move higher. And now in June, I mean, we've just... We're one, not even a weekend, right? We're just starting uh, the first week of June. So it's a bit of a misnomer, uh, but a really strong start and a huge push up. And then on the right there, the weekly candles showing that that wedge breaking out. So I'm targeting 431.73 next, which is really just the next most recent high before we dropped off to the October lows. And um, that big candle breaking above the wedge. Uh, we've got good MACD, positive MACD and RSI movement with some room to run. So it uh, looks positive, just like we've been saying. Yeah, I like that month one. That's uh, really strong, isn't it? It does look strong, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, there's no real arguing that just yet. We're yeah, only a few absolutely. days into June. 
all green months in a row. That's, that's not too bad. No, I'll take that. Wait, the, the funny part, though, is uh, your uh, put-to-call ratio is 2.01, so very bearish. But the, the week keeps going up. Yeah, that, I mean, maybe it's because of how overheated we've gotten with uh, respect to just kind of hedging, right, taking some risk off. But, yeah, the, the, the move is higher for sure. Let's look at the daily here. What you, would you see on your daily chart, Hushan? So it looks like quite similar to yours. So you've got that kind of 431 level that we're kind of approaching now. I've got more of a zone just because I went back on the chart a little bit on the daily. And I can see a few high points at that kind of 429 level, roughly. Um, so in between the kind of 429 and 432 is my kind of range. Ironically, we just kind of basically grazed that on Friday, um, kind of late, late, uh, late Friday. So maybe we can make a little bit of a push up into that kind of 431 territory, maybe hold the 429 um maybe consolidate around there but we did have a nice big gap up on on friday as you can see there so it wouldn't surprise me if we had a little bit of um a bit of a pullback maybe a little bit of consolidation where we are now um but if we are going to consolidate and pull back 418 is my level i've got there with all of my famous blue dots um, yes. which we can actually see we can see with our own eyes now on youtube it's um, beautiful it's wonderful <laughs> isn't it <laughs> um yeah with those blue dots it might just coincide with that 20 moving average coming down as well so or coming up should i say so yeah i think um we're on a good path and hopefully we can stay above those moving averages and that 418 line yeah all kidding aside those blue dots are really strong there right uh, the, the 418 was really strong resistance and uh i like that as, as support now as well Got to get over that fear with the put-to-call ratio and uh, see what happens next. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So the cues, um, I, may, I have a simple chart for the cues. And again, the positive uptrend. I think that's the theme this week, right? Um, everything's looking uh, pretty positive. So that actually gets me a little nervous whenever I see everything, you know, ever I'm overly uh, op optimistic, then I want to get a little cautious. And uh, the cues hourly chart here, um, this is against the daily level. So you can see I got multiple levels drawn in here, um, but this goes back about five weeks. So the beginning of May and they just continue to move higher, but we've extended from the trend line. And a couple of times here, you can see after we've extended, we pull back and kind of retest the trend. So looking where that 345 level is, I think that's a, a pretty con you know nice stop you could put in. If it's going to break 345, it's going to drop pretty far, pretty fast to 338. Um, but you know, 348 might be a little too, too tight of a stop. That's the next level up I've got, um, from where we're at now. So if you're trading the cues, um, that's my thoughts on it. Um, looks like we may be going a little bit sideways here in a range heading back towards that trend line. Um, but what would you guys add to the hourly here? I think your, your point to the stop being too tight on the 348 is a good point because it just, it does, doesn't look like a good stop position, does it? unless you're trading on like the five minute perhaps. Um, but yeah, like you say, 3.45 looks like a bit, well, no, sorry, the 3.39 looks a bit more of a, a solid support line going forward. If it was to break 3.45, your trend line looks pretty spot on there, to be honest. Um, but yeah, a bit too tight at 3.48, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah the 3.45 levels where I'm, I'm honing in on. What do you think, Kay? Well, from a from an option standpoint, right, of course, if we look at the... Uh, Put to call ratio for uh, for open interest, it's two point zero five. However, for next week, um, the volume ratio is 0.89, So a little very bullish on that. Uh, however, uh, June sixteenth is something that we should all watch out for. We have uh, one point six three as a put to call ratio. So a lot of very bearish for a week of June sixteenth. So something to keep in mind. Got it. Right, no, yes, <laughs> yeah. we actually do. We, I'll tell you what, we missed this a little bit earlier. So the jobless claims comes out on June 8th. And I believe if I'm not wrong, the following week is the Fed's uh, meeting. Yeah, that's exactly right. We had two weeks to go. and uh, But this week we've got WWDC, right? Or did yes. I miss that? Yes, we this kick week. off WWDC on Monday. Yeah. Monday, yeah. I, was say, I know my week went by fast. I didn't think I missed it though. <laughs> um so that actually could be a catalyst so you know we might not see a pullback because all this great positive news comes out and tech continues to press higher so i've got 360 basically my next target up and uh let's see what sean's got going looks like you've zoomed out in a little bit broader look 
Yeah, I've gone on the daily and I've gone really far out on the daily. I was going to do the weekly, but I just wanted to add a bit more kind of uh, reference data that we can see with all the candles. Um, and I've drawn two zones. I quite like my zones at the moment for some reason, uh, of course. So for three, three, they three, jump three. out, they jump out, right? <laughs> exactly, yeah. And I quite like them on the chart when you, when you look at them from afar. Um, but we're kind of approaching this zone now of 353 to 357. Um, and you can see if you look way back to, I can't see where that is, but I imagine it's about November 2022. Um, we kind of started bouncing around that area back then. And we've kind of traveled around it quite a few times. I probably should put my blue dots in here. Um, but yeah, 357 looks like it could be broken um, if we do continue this path upwards. And then I've got 368. I think you mentioned something similar um, to a resistance point. Um, so yeah, three six. Was that 368 would be my next resistance point, which looks fairly solid to be honest with you. We could have a little bit of retracement from there. I'm not going to talk a bit about it too much more negatively, but if we do break that, so we've got a little bit of a setup that just happened in the recent week. If you could switch it back to the other view, that'd be great. I could, so, oh, yeah, this view's not working. Good to know. All right, yeah, yeah no problem. I can lift it up, but I just watched the stream. Um, so <laughs> yeah, so if we come back down to that kind of free. 50 level ish where we just kind of bounced midweek last week um if we break down there then i'll be looking for a retracement back down to that 20 moving average for sure and then we go down to that other range that i've drawn 333 to 337 so it could go either way of course but with this momentum i, I see it going to 368 no problem yeah well done sean even with me jumping around with the, the yeah <laughs> and uh yeah i like your your uh i mean it's hard to draw a really tight level and I, I shouldn't say hard. It's almost like not the right thing to do. I, I agree with you drawing more of a band here to trade in because of how volatile and how quick these moves have been. I mean, you could call out a level and hit it to the penny, but really it's it's more likely to be a, a, a range that we're going to see um, for yeah. support resistance when something's moving, like you've seen the cues. And for me, it's uh, it's better for trading from my personal point of view anyway. So if you come out of the range from a, you know upwards or downwards, then you can kind of think, okay, this might be a breakout trade, perhaps. Obviously, nothing certain, of course. But if it comes out of a range, that normally means it could be breaking out upwards or downwards. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, should we get into the charts? Jump into Tesla. Absolutely, yeah, fantastic. So this is my set. I've got Tesla, uh, Leo, Palantir, and ChargePoint. Uh, first up, obviously, we have Tesla here. You can see on the screen. Uh, but we had a very good week, as you can see. We've gone from basically around about 195-ish to uh, straight up to 217, 218, that kind of level. Um, and we kind of hit that resistance point, and that's where I've drawn that 217.30. Um, and we kind of touched that again Friday, similar to the SPY, similar to the QQQ, where we kind of touched that point and came back down. Um, so I, you can see my pink line that I did say I was going to leave there for many weeks, and I'm, I'm still going to leave it there because... I do see it kind of playing this, out a bit like that. This is what I'm paying attention to, by the way. So if anybody's not, not looking at the charts right now, pay attention to the charts. This right here, this pink line, we're holding this you is, to it. Well, <laughs> I'm kidding, there, but yeah. but yeah, it looks cool. good. It looks like you you got the first leg kind of traced out, you know, fairly well. So that's nice. To see. Yeah, absolutely. A nice retracement depth back down to that kind of psychological uh, 200 level. Uh, but you know, Tesla it can go to the moon. It can go straight to 250. You know that kind of area that's where i've drawn that kind of zone around that 230 240 level because if you look back on the chart i was going to zoom out but you know, I, I figured i'd leave it like this for now just so you can actually see it otherwise you'll be able to see anything um but 230 240 it could well possible get there very shortly obviously with the tesla hype and that kind of thing elon i don't think i have much on the news i just i had him on musk in china this week mm -hmm. um so that, that nothing really too spectacular uh, for once but yeah on the back to the technical side of thing, we've broken out of that wedge, as you can see, um, and the 20 moving average is coming up nice and quickly. Um, so if we can break through that 200 moving average, I see a nice bullish move for the long term, definitely. I'm always looking for those crossovers, and that's nice to see. Yeah, and, and yeah. seeing that with that breakout, that's uh, double nice. Absolutely. If we do make a move to 240, it's going to break through that 200 fairly easily, I think. Yeah, I like your target too. That price target, the 230, 240 area, is it looks exactly right. Yeah. We got a good call action up there, Kay? Yeah, we actually have a great call action. We have 0.7. It's so very bullish on the option side. And I also see EJK on our audience. Hey, thank you for joining. 
Hey, uh, yeah, so we are looking very bullish. Yes, we have uh, a decent audience uh, watching the charts today. So great to have everybody. Uh, I hope you were enjoying our Twitter space. Now you can see us live. Um, we'll get this right eventually <laughs> at some point in time, all of us. Uh, so bear with our uh, inadequacies for the first week. We'll figure this out as we go along. But yeah, call action, amazing. A uh, lot, very bullish throughout the next couple of months. Actually, we don't see. Uh, I only see one week, which is uh, over 1.1, which is the week of uh, January 24. So bullish throughout Tesla. Awesome. Yeah. Fantastic. We'll, uh, we'll move on to Nia then, I guess, if that's uh, that's okay. So this got a bit bit more detail on this chart, I think. So we've got the lower low here drawn around about $7 mark, which could be quite a psychological one. Um, we're kind of approaching that time where Nia could possibly be turning. Uh, with the deliveries, etc., we, we posted lowest deliveries for quite some time in in May, but we expected that. Um, but we we expected that. And obviously, we've got kind of a bit more hope kind of going into June. Obviously, you can't trade on hope exactly, but we, we've got you know what's it called? The uh, ET ET five touring is coming alive now, and it's been delivered in June. Um, so that, that's good on a kind of fundamental basis. But on a technical basis, we can see here it's not looking great. So we're basically hugging this twenty moving average coming down. We've hit it almost about, I'd say, 10 out of the last 15 days, uh, there, thereabouts. And we, we could be retracing back down even even further. Um, and with the bad earnings, possibly, you know, it could be good earnings, of course, but I, I predict bad earnings, personally. Um, I, we could break that seven. We could finally see that $6 mark. Um, I, don't, I don't like it, but it is what it is. Um, and you can see that the orange line I've drawn there with the earnings. So I don't know if you have any thoughts on this, but it doesn't look great from a technical point of view. <laughs> you know that the circle you had drawn or the oval you drew back on the bounce at 8.05, I remember mm -hmm. I remember the excitement I had those days. And now it's a little bit more concerning. So, yeah, just got to see it get yeah. back above that level. It would be nice to see. Well, the it's using it as resistance at the moment, isn't it? So that's not ideal. Yeah. Well, well you'll be surprised to see the, the, the options data shows very positive, 0.48 for the next uh, wow. couple of weeks out. Uh, and we do have a couple of folks on the comment section. So, hey, uh, Ty, welcome. Hey, to Hawk Meteor. Thank you guys for being here. Um, yeah, so very bullish on the put and call ratio. So I guess a lot of people are opening call options here for Neo. Yeah, and obviously the, the market is forward-looking, so you've got all this negativity now, uh, but you could see this turning before the actual good news comes out because that's what the market does. Um, so if it is going to start moving, hopefully it will be in the next couple of months. Um, obviously, it's not financial advice. I'm just a bit too excited about Neo. That's all it is. <laughs> but yeah, thank you for everyone that's watching. It's, it's great to have you on board. Um, yeah, any more thoughts on Neo, perhaps? No, unless you had anything, Kay, I say we keep it rolling. No, I, I think uh, right now it's all AI hype right now. So unless uh, Neo can <clears throat> ride the wagon or ride the train, um, yeah, EV is not in the focus right now. No, not Speaking yet. Speaking of AI? Speaking of AI, we have Palantir, and it's just not stopped, um, to be honest with you. But we've had a nice consolidation week. I tweeted this out on Friday, and I think it's been a, a quite a nice week. It's given it time, that yellow line, which is the 20 average, to kind of pull up behind it. And you can see it's basically just going straight up. Um, and you can basically, what if we do have a retracement, what I kind of want to get back to, because obviously a lot of people are talking about retracements, et cetera. And if it does retrace back down, I'm looking at 1310 first, which is the, the kind of higher pink circle that I've got there. Um, and then this second pink circle is related to the 20 moving average. So if it is to pull back, I expect it to pull back and touch that 20 moving average, which actually coincidentally could actually um, go in, in line with that $13 mark possibly. Um, but if we have the stronger pullback, it could come back down to that $12 level. There's not too much I really want to say on this. Um, if it does continue, you can see I've got the level there at $17. Um, which again, I don't see much in the way of that if it was to push up again, which is exciting. Obviously, if it does, I'd be certainly holding my position, maybe actually selling some because it was moving. It's quite, quite a big move, <laughs> bit of a bold statement, but it's true. I would do that. Um, but yeah, your guys' thoughts on this one? I could talk for hours on this chart. It's just lovely, really it lovely. Beautiful chart. And yeah. I'm always impressed with anybody who can hold on through these kind of gains because that is like, 
as, as I always end up uh, scaling out and then uh, scaling, possibly scaling out too quick at times. I might have been guilty of once or twice. And uh, but yeah, with Palantir, um, you know, I've seen a lot of folks saying, hey, this run is all on AI hype, et cetera, et cetera. You know, short it here, short it there. And that is not a good idea, in my opinion, right? Mm-hmm. Like on a stock that's ripping as well as this with the news behind it that we're getting. Um, it's just great to see it. And it's great to see it get above this 14 level that you've, you've noted going all the way back. Um, you know, that's that's going back a ways into 2022, 21 even, maybe at least 2022 there. And uh, yeah, so it's it's good to see get back up there and hopefully hold. I'm really uh, excited to see if it can hold this level versus that get that actual pullback and maybe just trade sideways a bit and let those moving averages mm-hmm. come up. So we'll see what happens. I think yeah. from a perspective point of view, sorry, okay. Um, the longer it does this and kind of kind of consolidates, et cetera, that's when the next earnings report comes around and we're expected to be a bit more profitable as well um, for the third quarter in a row. So the longer this kind of comes around and then we get another good earnings report potentially, then that could um, that could continue this momentum quite nicely. Yeah. So it's just long, longing it out, basically. So, okay. Yeah. No, I, I think... Um, um... I would not short this stock at this level, these levels, you know, that's number one. I would love to open a CSP on this one. Um, uh, you Where would have you do a, that at? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. That's, that's the point. I mean, if, if uh, maybe, maybe at uh, what's, what's the level? This is what right now at uh, 14, right? 1452. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe around 14, we'll have to see how much uh, we can get the premium. Uh, but I think next week is going to be very critical nothing to do with Palantir, just to do with the macroeconomic conditions. So, so broader market will may see a pullback. Now, if you notice, there are a couple stocks like that. So you have NVIDIA, which had a similar run. You have SoFi, similar run. You had uh, uh, Lululemon, similar run. So these stocks, they just popped. And uh, with Palantir, the over-to-call ratio is 0.57. So it's very, very bullish. It's, it's, it's not a joke. Um, but yeah, I would, oh. I would not short. I, I would love to get in, uh, to take advantage of some premium, but I haven't really looked into, uh, really selling options at this level right now. We're all living vicariously through you, Sean. <laughs> well, yeah, you consider volume just to add on to all of this, that volume yeah. is still maintaining high levels and it's, I think I that's guess. fantastic. Yeah. That's impressive. It's seriously notable. Um, making this run with volume like that is, yeah, I like to see it. What, what's the, what's the volume average right now? Do you know? I have no idea. I'm not too good with the uh, numbers on the volume okay, side of things, but I just see it's bigger. Uh, I'm going to write an action. K gave you an action. <laughs> I'll put it down well, on my next note. Yeah, right now yeah. it's a, it's at 124 million. Yeah, so that's absolutely incredible, isn't it? That's massive. And you know, the yeah. average Palantir used to trade was around the... A couple 18, hundred thousand? No, 12 million, 18 million... In the first couple of weeks uh, of the February, March, April, yeah, yeah, big right. spike in in February, March as well, yeah. But these huge spikes relative to the overall volume, it's definitely notable, and it continuing, like you said, Sean. This, yeah, it's continuing, which could be institutions, of course. We had um, AIPCon on Thursday with Alex Carp and all, all all of his gang, um, you know, displaying his products, etc. Actually, if you notice so. in your chart, right. The earnings had that four or five days of the big bump in the volume in February, right? But after the right. earnings in May, you had those big, uh, I don't know, what do you call them? Empire State Buildings, Burj Khalifa, whatever towers are there. They continue, right? Even after the, uh, even after like, like what, five, six, seven, ten days, you still have these high volumes. Yeah, and it could continue as well. Absolutely. With them, um, like I was saying, ARPCon, there's lots of uh, new potential customers that are coming in. So that'd be great. I'll think positive thoughts about number 17. Let's see what happens. <laughs> well, you never know. It could be tomorrow. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> let's move on before we get too excited, shall we? I like it. Well, the last chart I have is ChargePoint. And I just wanted to kind of relate this to the earnings report, that which we had on Thursday. Um, and it was kind of a bit of a mixed report. They they did okay. It was kind of flat. Um, guidance wasn't so wonderful. Obviously, not going to dive into the numbers here. But you can see it did actually bounce, uh, did, uh, sorry, break this trend line that I've drawn and on this screen. Um, and it's kind of coming back down to retouch that trend line. And sometimes within trading, that does happen. It normally it breaks the trend line, and sometimes it can come back down to that trend line. Um, and basically, you can see I've got bounce here, question mark, and that is related to will it bounce here. 
And the reason I've said that is obviously we've got the trend line coming down, it's bouncing off of that potentially. The 50 moving average and the 20 moving average are both there. And this is the daily. Um, so you'd like to think it might be a little bit more solid. Um, so it's, it could, if it's going to bounce, it will bounce in the next couple of days, in my opinion. Um, so if it does go, if it does bounce, then we're going to... Uh, the amount of times I said bounce is actually incredible right now. I think um, you're just trying to will it. You're trying to yeah, will it. I'm trying to bounce. bounce it before the market's <laughs> even open. <laughs> but yeah, if we do, I'm looking at that 10.55 level. You can see with my blue dots there, I've, I've leveled it out. And you can see it in the recent price action. Yep. It's touched over quite a few times. And, you know, by if, if it does move from there, obviously I'm looking at the 200 moving average sliding in kind of just above that, around the 11.50 mark. Um, so if we are going to bounce, um, that would be... <laughs> I just had to throw another one in there. Got we are going to bounce, we've got, we got to head up to that 10, 50 level. And obviously, if we don't, we break down. I'm, I'm expecting a move straight through that 782 mine. Uh, uh, yeah. It looks like we've got good stuff. support here at nine. And with the, the moving averages and the, the trend line being broken above, it looks like a really nice setup for a trade higher. If you can get yeah. in around, I would say, between nine and nine and a quarter, That'd be pretty ideal um, if it's holding there to start, you know, the trading week and uh, get a move up to to the target levels you got at 1055 and 12. I mean, that's a really nice trade on a fairly inexpensive stock. I like it. Absolutely. Yeah. And the, and the volumes are massive uh, on the option side. You have 20,500 uh, open, open interest uh, on the call side next week. Wow. Is there, we just did earnings. Interesting. Yeah. Um, that's huge volume. So is it always trade that kind of volume? Do you have that there, Kate? No, it doesn't. It's a, no. it's sometimes it's a, in the one, 2,000, sometimes less than 1,000. But ChargePoint is a stock that people... It's, it's also one of the retail favorites because it's a pick and shovel play for EV. So if you have Tesla, if you have... Uh, not Tesla particularly, but if you have Neo or any other cars. Uh, so ChargePoint is your charging you know, solution apart from, I guess, Volta and a couple others. So these are more retail favorites that we have seen. Uh, ChargePoint is the largest one. Um, so it's in the pick and shovel play for the electric vehicle. But yeah, I mean, I have, it has lost the grace in the last, uh, I would say six months to nine months. People don't talk about ChargePoint as much as they used to. Get under the radar. That's the best Apparently, time Apparently, um, okay, Volta has got bought out by Shell. Um, my friend was telling me the other day. So they're no longer, yeah, what they are, but... There's some consolidation way. going on. I'm not surprised to see that, actually. True. Mm. All right. Should we that's keep it going? Yeah, that's, that's it for me, I think, on my, on, my, um, on my set. So let's move on to Trader Nate. All right. Yeah. yeah. Let's jump right into NVIDIA. So, um, obviously, we've already been talking about NVIDIA a little bit today. It's been talked about a lot. Um, I noted last week we had a bullish flag, and we've got, we got the move all the way up to 420, which was a nice target to hit. And then it pulled back, and it looks like got a little bit of support there at uh, what I noted is 376.66. So that level is what it pulled back to after the big run and before kind of reversing and moving higher again. And uh, if that's holding, and we've got the 420 level as the high, it looks like we've got 395 right in the middle of that, kind of forming the middle of a range here, and that's what I'm looking for. Uh, this is this is the hourly candles we're looking at, and this could be a nice range to trade if it comes back down to the 376 level and kind of accumulating or picking up call options there and looking to push again back up to 404 and then up to the 420. And that's really all I've got here for NVIDIA. Pretty straightforward and clean. It's been such a nice move. I would want to see that 376 level hold, really. That's that's also another note. So you got good call minutes. action on this at all? Okay. Uh, it's it's pretty even out. It's 1.03. It so, makes sense, right? It's been yeah. on such a big run, right? Exactly. Exactly. And we have a couple of questions um, um, on the chat. Uh, oh, nice. Uh, yeah. So Two Hawk Meteor said, Walter is now under shell. Yes. Thank you. Um, that was that was a good information. Uh, Ty asked us. Oh, perfect. So, yeah. Does, yeah. Ty, does New and ChargePoint typically trade together given they are both EV space? Uh, I don't think so. ChargePoint is on a different. Um, I think Neo gets driven by the news and Tesla. ChargePoint, it does get impacted, but you know, I think it's it's, it's not. It doesn't like it's not like a one to one correlation. Um, that's that's what I my personal observation has been so far. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think Neo trades a bit more with China these days. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. But both charts do kind of have the same kind of pattern here, right? Upper left, bottom right. Um, Maybe so we should uh, do a map once. Maybe next week we can try that, right? You know, we throw Neo or EV yeah. and then a charge point and see how that yeah. aligns. If we could get an EV chart, that's something we could work on and see how they're all trading, relatively speaking. I love those kind of charts. Um, I, the one I actually really liked along those lines was, have you seen the Kathy Woods, uh, the ARC chart, where it'll show the top 10 holdings in ARC and they'll show like Tesla was carrying it and everything else was bombing for a while and, and no, how it all reverses. Yeah. It's very interesting because you get insight. So maybe we could look at that in the EV space. I, I agree with what EJK is saying about uh, ChargePoint has a little bit of a, a struggle here with the supercharger announcement potentially. But what do you guys think about that? Any, 100%. Yeah. Because if Ford if Ford has signed up, what's what stops GM, Honda, and other companies to you know sign up with Tesla either, right? Yeah, no, no doubt. That's a good conversation. I love it. We'll dive more into the EVs. I think uh, in coming weeks, it makes sense. I got a lot of good interest. Um, yeah. So I mean, I guess just to back jump back to Nvidia and kind of round out this conversation. It's been on such a big run. I really am not looking for it to pop another 20 or 30 percent um so a range makes makes sense to me and if it can hold here and as markets move higher um and kind of catch up with the, this trade uh, that's what i'm looking at that 376 420 range but yeah okay so let's just let's keep it rolling i'm sorry sean did you have anything else to add in video before i do uh, not particularly no i can see a little bit of a trend line forming there on, on the shorter term but apart from that you, you nailed it yeah all right i nailed it i'll take that Every time. <laughs> so uh, next up in the uh, crypto space, you could say, uh, Marathon Digital Holdings, ticker MARA. I've been talking about this for a while because of the sideways action and really taking advantage of the premium, selling covered calls and cash secured puts. Um, so to talk a little bit more about this here, we got another bounce right out of the buy zone uh, below $9, between 9 and 8.50. So if you're looking to accumulate shares, that's where I, I like to buy in particular. Now we're up in what I'm calling the profit zone, right? Above 1025, actually closed back down uh, to close out the week. But we, we touched there twice, Thursday and Friday. And um, that's where you want to be closing out those um, cash secured puts if, you, if you're if you you know near 90% or so and can take those profits. Or you can do like, you know, sometimes I just let them run to fully to expiration. Um, but this is where if you have shares, you want to be selling cash, uh, excuse me, covered calls. Um, nice premiums on Mara continue to be really fat. I like to go anywhere between two to six weeks out selling those covered calls. And then if it pulls back again here and gets back into the buy zone, uh, again, you can keep accumulating shares and selling those cash secured puts. I like those at the 850 strike. Um, so yeah, that's really been the trade. Uh, you know, the covered calls I'm selling are about 10, 50, $11. And for the strikes, just depending on when I'm getting getting into them and, and able to sell them. Um, but really, anywhere between 10 and 11 has worked out really well. And uh, I think, Kay, you've been, you've been following along. We've been talking about it, enjoying this trade as well. Absolutely. Um, I have uh, two options expiring this week for Mara. Or actually, sorry, it's expired on Friday last week. So I'm definitely second. looking Thanks. to open more CSPs this week for around the 8.5, uh, 8.5 actually. Um, no, it, it has worked out pretty well for me. Um, and even your uh, put to call ratio is 0.75. So very, still very bullish uh, right. for this particular stock. You have 84,000 call options versus 42,000 uh, put options for next week. So very bullish on that. You guys see me taking notes here. I, I literally get a lot of information and value out of these streams we do every week. And I write it all down. Put to call ratio for tomorrow, 0.75. Now I don't have to go look this up. Thanks, Kay. <laughs> so uh yeah we got this nice sideways action despite the bullish crossover of the 50 day there across the 150 day sean what do you think i like this i think it's here? a good good i think it's a good consolidation zone um i just had a quick check on on, on trading view on my end to see where this kind of zone relates to the past um and you can see that the kind of 10 75 resistance point is quite prominent in different in the past as well um so if it does break this then yeah i can see a nice big move upwards um, and we can see that in the candle that we got on friday a nice bottoming tail um mm. so it, although it's red of course but it went up it came it came down and it got bought back up again 
Um, and you can take it with a bit of a pinch of salt because obviously it is quite a volatile stock, as you can see that in the candles uh, prior. Um, but that coming off of the 20 moving average, off of the 50 moving average, and off of that 950 level, um, that is to me a bullish sign and possibly moving towards that 1075 and onwards. But yeah, I, I see it. I see it pushing through personally. Um, I don't see the reason why not. It's got a good consolidation, and yeah, I just I'm not going to repeat myself. But yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's a good note that you made there, right? Because this is often something that if you're just too quick to look at charts, you might not be paying attention to. It's a red candle, right? So you're thinking, oh, that's a down day. Mm -hmm. But if you look at it, it actually closed higher than the prior days closed, right? Um, it's red because it opened even higher, obviously, and. It was quite the volatile day, but it ultimately closed higher than the prior day. So um, in that respect, in my mind, that's a green candle or white, right? So I can identify it here. But uh, yeah, I, I think that's a strong point to make is it, it's a it's got that low bottoming wick and uh, it's bullish coming off the 20 day, which is also that yeah. 946 support, right? And the bigger the wick, the more buyers that will come in. So that's a good sign in my opinion. Yeah, agreed. So still, I'm remaining bullish here overall and trading the zone. Um, but if it does break above that 1075, yeah, absolutely trading to the upside. I don't see a downside trade really, Mara. It's more of just kind of taking advantage when it does pull back a bit. All right, DraftKings, what a great trade. I am loving DraftKings this year. I mean, first, it just absolutely rips all year. And now um, we've got this, you know, nice swing trade. Uh, we had a big push up to 26. It pulled back into the buy zone last week and immediately jumped right up to the profit level number one, which is right around 25. 24.65 is the actual level. So if 24.65 can hold here, um, that would be ideal. And we could push up and get to what I've labeled profit level two, which is at 26.13, which is, you know, kind of in line with the prior push higher, which quickly reversed. Um, but it actually ties back to, you know, prior levels in the chart. Uh, but those are the levels I'm targeting again, holding 2465, moving up to 2613 and continuing, you know, to take profits in DraftKings. I will caution that, you know, this is a four hour chart, so it is a little bit zoomed in, but the patterns all still hold. And what you can see potentially forming if we can't get a you know hold here at 2465 and it rolls over is a kind of a head and shoulders pattern. Sean, I don't know if you already saw that. I feel yeah. like you might have saw that already while I was getting all bullish on my DraftKings stock, but it, that's something to note, right? Absolutely, yeah. And but the the the, uh, the actual the seasons ending, basically, should we say that the less hype yeah. comes in, the less people start thinking about DraftKings, and perhaps that kind of volume dissipates, and we might see a bit of a pullback generally, just from a logical point of view. Um, but yeah, I do see a head and shoulders. How did you tell? It's because you can see my face now. That's probably why. That's how I can tell. That's exactly yeah. right. I play a lot of poker, so I pay attention. Oh, yeah. <laughs> let but, me yeah, ask but... you Let me ask you this question. Um, yeah. So DraftKings was on your radar for a long time now, right? So you can now see DraftKings is slowly either sideways trading or, you know, you know declining. Mm -hmm. Are you going to switch to another stock or are you going to stick with DraftKings uh, and this is going to be your bread and butter for covered calls and CSPs? Yeah, so um, that's a great question, right? So if DraftKings continues to trade in a way that is respecting uh, the different levels and, that you know I've, I've identified and is, is somewhat predictable is not the right word, right? But if it's behaving well, I guess, is, is a little bit more ambiguous then I'll continue to trade it. Um, and if it's even doing so to the downside, I could trade it with puts to the downside. Um, what I, when I stop paying attention to a stock and stuff, I shouldn't say stop paying attention. When I stop trading is when it just becomes erratic. And I just feel like, all right, I have, I'm clearly making bad trades and losing money. I'll just pull back the trades and continue to follow it until it kind of settles itself out. Um, because I trade pretty short term, right? I'm only trading two to six weeks. So um, it, it matters um, that it's it's kind of adhering to or respecting the different levels I've drawn. Does that make Got sense? It. Yeah, that, no, that makes sense. So following up to the same question, sorry, I'm, I'm like diverting the chart review no, to great you know, question. asking questions. Uh, yeah. This is more for, you know, people who don't day trade. I know you day trade, Sean day trades. Um, if you are getting into trading, is it, would you recommend based on your experience to stick with a couple of stocks in the beginning 
two, three, four stocks, and then you understand the chart patterns for those stocks? Or would you say you should switch up stocks as often based and play the trend? What what would you be the ideal way to get into, you know, having more profitable trades? You or me first, Sean? Okay. All right. So I think that it's a, like my answers always are terrible for this because I always say it's a blend of both. But if you ask me like to prioritize, I would say absolutely focus on the stocks that you're, you know, your handful, small amount of stocks and trade what you're familiar with learn those stocks and otherwise how do you know if it's respecting the you know levels and um, what it's doing and, and how it's behaving right it's more of an into a, a feel that you get once you get familiar with how a stock acts and you've been following it for a while so in that respect i only have three to four maybe stocks that i really look at for a, this uh, covered call strategy that i'm running um consistently but i have a watch list that i'm always looking at and scanning that might pull in you know, a new trade idea. And if there's something that's not working, I might just set it to the side for a while. So that's kind of how I approach it. How about you, Sean? I think um, you hit the nail on the head there, really. But what I would add to that is if you're, you're probably investing before you're trading, generally, I would say. So if you're investing, you've probably got a set of stocks that you're invested in. So maybe trade with those stocks. At least that's what I did. I traded with Neo, I traded with Palantir, Tesla. Um, and then I moved on to different kind of sectors and like uh, types like bonds or commodities, not literally bonds, but that's the kind of thing you can do. Um, but just to see how everything moves together, um, just to add on to your point, obviously, I agree with everything you just said, and I don't want to say the same thing again. But if you're going to branch out, branch out via sector, because um, you can see how different sectors move, if that makes sense. So you get like a EV, for example, yeah. it could be very volatile, but a financial one won't be. Um, and you'll get that, and then you can kind of you have like a, you know, when Batman gets ready for a fight, and one of them, he has like this big wardrobe, and he opens it, he's got all his weapons, he knows which ones fire hard, which ones rocket launcher, big bang, and it, 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 that kind of goes down to mood as well, so some, some days I'm in a bit of a bad mood, or not bad mood, I shouldn't trade in bad mood, but if you're a bit of a funny mood, you want a bit of volatility, don't you, so uh, yeah, I don't know if that analogy works quite so well, but um, yeah, that's how I would trade. Start, start slow in what you know and then branch out and get used to different sectors. No, I appreciate the thoughts, guys. Thank you. Helps me. Batman, always a winner. Batman, yes, I remember. I was going to say, all Batman analogies are good by me. And it's great <laughs> to see the comments that people are, are working the Mara uh, trade very well. Glad to hear it. And yeah, NVIDIA, a lot, of, a lot of interesting stuff going on out there. So I'm glad you guys are interested in all of the above. Got a lot of great comments out there. All right, so great trade in DraftKings. You know, I'm going to always be happy until this one decides to make me unhappy. But we'll keep it going. And then I uh, I added an interesting one. I don't usually jump back to ETFs, right? Usually we stick with stocks. But I've been really tracking the IWM. It's a, it's, it tracks the, it's the Russell 2000 ETF, right? The iShares. And we've been moving sideways for a long time. And the reason I've been watching this is, you know, everybody's talking about big tech moving higher, but if small caps are continuing to struggle and falling off and moving lower, I mean, that could actually be a negative indicator and um, act as you know an op- opposing force to that uh, tech, the tech sector pulling everything higher. So that being said, um, I was actually a little bit pessimistic thinking, okay, this is going to break lower and then everything might reverse, but we got the opposite last week. This is a huge break higher above the 150 day moving average. The, 20 day looks like it's trying to get above the 50 day. And uh, if this continues into next week and that 179 now becomes a floor, uh, I think this is really positive overall for markets. So I just wanted to kind of point that out. You got big volume spike on Friday, big curl up in MACD and RSI. So to me, this is a, maybe the most positive chart from last week, and even though I, I rarely trade uh, IWM. Any thoughts on this? Yeah, I like it. It looks uh, like a solid potential breakout. It's not quite a breakout yet. Not yet. Mentioned, but um, it is starting to do that. And I'll be, I've just written that one down. So I'll be looking at this. And obviously, it's related to all small caps, isn't it? So, um, yeah, exactly. We could see some runners potentially. Yeah, just keep in mind the, the yeah, just keep in mind for next week, uh, the 16th, you'll have 1.8 for put to call. 1.8? Mm hmm. It's same as a QQQ spy because of the Fed's uh, meeting next week. So everybody is just 
hedging against a major uh, rate hike is what I'm hearing, right? Which, given the market moves, I mean, who knows what the Fed's going to do? I sure don't, but and I don't want that job. But at the same time, given all the market moves, it seems to me like, I mean, a pause would be the most optimistic thing you could hope for at this, you know, given all the numbers, if they're data dependent, all the numbers have been very positive. So, yeah, ex- I'm, I'm expecting a hike. So I guess that lot falls in line with those uh, the option sentiment. Yeah, 616, that's the option date that I'm looking at. Uh, yeah. Uh, thanks, Kay. All right, well, let's get to your charts. Enough of me. Beautiful. You got Apple up. All right, so Apple, um, what can I say? June 4th is the, the developer conference. Uh, the most anticipated uh, mixed reality headset is probably going to be uh, showcased. Uh, we are already at the all-time high for Apple. So the only way I see it breaking the all-time high is coming up with some kind of uh, innovative product, which, barring, Wall Street likes it. That's that's the key here. If they don't like it, uh, we can see a big decline going back all the way to 159. I would say that uh, if you notice, we have 13 weeks of straight green candles here. So that's something to be also aware of because at some point in time, the volume will start dissipating as well. Um, put to call ratio, as usual, is 0.87. Uh, so very, very positive. There's a um, 34,000 call options at 182.5 and 185 for next week, by the way. And only 15,000 at 175 on the put side. So clearly very bullish, I think, um, as the developer conferences goes, I think two or three days. And as the feedback comes out from the street, very, very important to see. It could be a bull run for Apple, uh, like how the other big techs have gone. It's going to be historical in either case. It looks ready to either break out or, or reverse. There's no... There's no two-way about it. It's at, the cro- <laughs> it's at the crossroad right now. There's no way. And it, then where does it ever consolidate? It, all, it constantly just uh, gyrates, it looks like. Exactly. Yeah. Big big week coming up. Big week. I can't. I, you know, they come out and blast us with bad news. The WWDC. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, because if you think about it, like a lot of people are focusing that this mixed reality headset is going to replace iPhone. The problem is a mixed reality headset. If the based on the rumors is three thousand dollars, an iPhone, even the Max Pro that you buy, the Max will be what fifteen hundred dollars. It's half that price, and I'm not going to wear a headset if I'm going to work. Right. So I don't know. Yeah. We'll see about that. The real world usage, I think, and I'll, I'll give you an example. So think about this metaverse versus AI. Now, AI and machine learning has been in the talks for decades now. It, we really did not see any real world use case. Last year, when we had metaverse, everybody was buying virtual land next to Snoop Dogg or whatever be the case. <laughs> um, NFTs, right? Real world use case. But as soon as chat GPT came, it became a real world use case. People started using yeah, absolutely. day-to-day people, right? People, common people like us, we are using chat GPT. So unless a technology can become, especially consumer products, if they are not being used by regular people, it's very hard to you know uh, get traction and really get that uh, momentum. So let, we'll see how mixed reality headset is because... Some Apple products just don't sell. You know, it's just too expensive. But some are crazy, you know. I tell you, all my kids and their friends that got VR headsets, which I know is not exactly... Dogless? You know, they're just collecting dust now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, they love it. They had to have it. And they just absolutely went nuts for a while, right? But then it's just like, all right, what's the next thing? So exactly. that's a lot of pressure to constantly come up with the next thing. Apple does it. They come through. Yeah. I don't think it'll be this, though. I'm not too bullish on this product, to be honest. Yeah? I, I don't yet. know. I, yeah, yeah, I'm not that bullish either, but we'll see how that plays out. Okay, right. next oh, up yeah, will be, I guess, Google. Yeah. yeah, so with Google, it's very interesting with Google. I think um, Google is trying to find uh, support here. I, I think it's probably going to trade here at these 122 levels for a while. And basically, we're looking for the next catalyst for Google. They had this major AI run from 108 all the way going to 122. But can it break higher? I don't know at this point of time. AI seems like already priced in. Good place to uh, see if you play cash-secured puts. I, I generally do with Google. So 
I'm still a little hesitant. I want to wait a couple more, you know, days of trading and even a couple of weeks to kind of see that it forms this support level and not just decline from here back to the 108 level. Uh, put to call is 0.77. So it's actually more bullish than Apple. Um, 6.1 thousand call options at 125 and 3.9 thousand at 120 on the put side for next week. So, yeah, that's uh, any thoughts on this chart? So from my perspective, I can see a lot of um, topping candles, which means basically the sellers are coming in around that 124 mark, basically. And we've had that, um, what's that, one, two, six days out of the last nine. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of selling pressure coming in there from that that level. And I don't know if that's going to hold, because normally if that happens and it continues to do so, it's either going to go one or two ways. It'll blast straight through it in a positive way, or it will just come straight back down. Um, but like you say, AI catalysts could potentially keep going. Um, but for me personally, it doesn't look great in the short term, but who knows? Yeah, why not come back and test the moving average there? It would still hold a higher higher low, right? I mean, it's been... Yeah. I remember earlier this year when it pulled back to the 84 range. It didn't, didn't quite get back there, but when it pulled back, I was talking to a friend about, ah, here comes a seven handle. I just know it's going to 75, right? And... What did it do? It just did the exact opposite. So um, I, I think Sean nailed it, though. Hi, all the upper wicks there, you're going to get one one push or the other, and it'll, it'll make its decision. But if it pulls back, I mean, and it maintains, holds up at the moving yeah. average, that's still positive, right? Yeah, I mean, that that's the day I'll sell the CSP, the day it starts touching there the moving go. average. Yeah, that's yeah. why I'm a little worried, right? I, I'm, 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 I'll be honest, I'm scared to open the cash secured port for Google because... The day I'll open it, it'll go down and I'll end up buying at higher price. I would like to get in on it. So if you go first on this one, then <laughs> next trade, I'll go first. How's that? Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> okay. Nice. All right. Let's see what we got next. Okay. We got we, we got few comments. So let's check, check oh, yeah. the comments here. Yeah, VR glasses. Definitely. A lot of talk about the VR. Exactly, it's the it's the VR hype. I mean, I mean, we'll get to know on Monday and Tuesday how the street uh, feels about it, and if the street really feels that the product is bullish, you know, we will see that break. Otherwise, Apple is gonna probably retrace back to its um, uh, older support level. Okay, everything's, everything's very extended in that tech world. Yeah, if you if you notice right, the entire QQQ we were talking about QQQ was in a bear territory last year. Now QQQ is up. I don't know how what percentage is up year to date. It's crazy up. The oh, big tech is well, Nasdaq's up what 26 percent. So exactly. Q's got to be a little bit higher than that. Exactly, it's yeah. crazy. It's like twenty six percent up with inflation high, still high. Layoff started off, and your stock market is propped up twenty six percent year to date. This is crazy. We've got uh, QQQ up thirty four percent. Yeah, thirty four percent. Thirty four percent. People were thinking, "Oh, we are going to get recession." And what, what are we having? Thirty four percent stock market is up on your portfolio. <laughs> okay, great. Jumping onto SoFi. So, it, if you look at the chart for SoFi, it's exactly same as your Palantir. Nvidia, you have these massive 12 straight days of gain. Now, because of that, your RSI is overheated, right? Because of that, I see a, um, your volume is massively, massively up. It's like the volume is up four times compared to the average volume that we have had normally. Now, why? I don't know if you guys have followed, but why we have SoFi up is because of the debt ceiling provision that you know the student loan repayment will begin post August 31st. And I do believe that at this point of time, this is more of a news-driven price action. And once the volume kind of subsides or you know gets back to its normal, we will see a retracement. Because in all honesty, once the next earning comes up, we want to really see is how SoFi's management predicts the future guidance. Because once August 31st is what? Uh, it's still in Q3. So when they report in Q3 they will be able to anticipate how much revenue student loan repayment will bring. And there's a lot of talks like, you know, people are going to go refinance the loan, but only if their rate is higher than what they are going to get today. If they have a lower rate, they're not going to refinance. Why would I refinance a lower rate to a higher rate? 
So we don't know those numbers yet. So that's why I think next earnings is going to be very key. Uh, like every, uh, so what I want to see is uh, either it breaks above, it has already broken, broken above 671. So I wanted to make that as a support level before the next leg up. And if not, then at least hold a 624 level for the rest of the couple of weeks until the next earning comes out. Um, the put to call put calls are always higher on SoFi. It's 0.52, so very bullish. 8,000 call options at 7.5 and 21,000 call options at $8. It's like crazy. And then only 4,300 at 7. So that there you go. Wow. You think this is a retail push, okay, or not? I mean, retail is definitely involved, just like you have Palantir. Um, I think there's also institutional ownership. So, you know, I, I don't want to completely say because mm. I think uh, middle of May, right before the announcement of the debt ceiling uh, provision came out, we got downgrade from Wedbush to, I think, $2.05 or 3 something like something around that line. But then the next day, uh, Mizuho came out and said, no, 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 we are actually going to upgrade SoFi to $9. And uh, that's, that's it. So, so to, even at the street, it's like, it's a debate. No between, knows. Yeah, nobody knows. Yeah. So there are bulls yeah. like, they have their own reasons why SoFi is going to go to the moon. Bears have their own reason. I, I would say as a tech, as a trading um, traders or we, and even as an investors, I think, Watching the chart is important because that gives you the clue because everything is tied up to key events. It's a, it's a stock is driven by key events, right? Some action is being taken and that impacts your buying and selling. So, so I heard, yeah. I've heard two things about so far and that's uh, one that the CEO is buying lots and lots of shares. Yes. Uh, I don't know if you heard about that, um, which is always a good sign in my opinion, especially I think he's a founder. Is that right? Um, he yeah. me off he's on not that a one. founder. He's not the founder, but he is. Yeah. He always ends up buying. He's buying, okay. yeah, and he, yeah, he's yeah. constant. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that, Sean. That's a positive sign, right? And the, and the other one is um, they're looking to be get profitable by the end of the year, um, which obviously, if it follows along lines of uh, Palantir, then we know what happens then. Uh, profitable companies obviously go up, but <clears throat> if that's what they're aiming for, then you know, good things. Yeah, good catalysts yeah. instead of bad catalysts. Yeah, this is one where if I'm, you know, if you're holding shares. Uh, it's fantastic and just let them run right at this point. Uh, and if you're looking to get in to me, I think it's being a little bit uh, patient and figuring out where it settles in. It would be nice if we actually get that five, eight, you know, we were looking at 480, now maybe 580, you know, you got yeah. 577. If that can hold up, and we get a little bit of a con- range between there and 625, uh, 624. That'd be the next buying range, like accumulation zone. Would you agree? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, I would really hope that they can hold the 577 or 624. And if it can hold for a couple of weeks, then we can we can be sure that in the next earnings, when they will give you a future guidance, I think that is going to be the next catalyst for SoFi. Because student loan repayment, no matter who says what, it is still the biggest revenue source for SoFi. Yeah. yeah. Be interesting. I'm curious what that's going to have, what that's going to do the... Uh consumer economy overall that's a lot of yeah. big payments coming due exactly exactly moving on yeah moving on to one of my favorite stocks to run covered calls and cash secure puts is intel and why intel is because intel is in this uh, very interesting range of 30 dollars right it's there is always a fight to get above 30 and i think 30 is the key level for intel um and this is how we're you know People like us who trade weekly or bi-weekly options, it just helps. Even if you were trading without options, I think these are key levels that you can um, see. So honestly, I think um, um, my my options expired. Uh, sorry, ex- got exercised the last week because of the $30. So again, next week I'll be looking at opening another cash secured put for this one. So keep rolling it in. Uh, key levels are again, you know, as uh, you can see on the Fibonacci, we have 30.18 and 34. Those are the levels that I am going to see. 34 is going to be difficult because the they are not on the AI hype train because it's mm-hmm. CPU versus GPU. They don't make GPU. I mean, they they are not the GPU players, so they can't really take advantage of the AI hype as of this moment unless they make an announcement. Without any other news event, I don't see them breaking 34. Um, and they could come back and retest 30 again. So that's something uh, to be to be fairly cautious with. Very, very bullish momentum 
0.53 on the put to call ratio. So bullish on that. At 32, you have 3,900 open interest call options. And at 30, you have 2.4. So again, you can see a very uh, a pretty stalemate between bulls and bears here. What do you guys see on this one? I see maybe a new addition to the covered call portfolio coming yeah. in my future. Yeah. yeah. Seeing a range. I like that. Thanks, Kay. And, and pretty decent premiums. Yeah, very good premium. So, so it's like just like Mara, um, it's, a, it's a good price point. $30 is not that much of a cash involvement as opposed right. to Tesla, Apples, and Amazons. So it's a pretty good one. Like Bank of America, this one, these are good ones. Because they also, by the way, they are dividend-paying companies. So if you time your options correctly and you hold the shares, you get the dividend and then you can sell a covered call and have it exercise so you basically are making money on the premium and on the dividend yeah i like that wow i like the fact it's bounced right off that 200 that's yeah. what i like about this stuff yeah exactly yeah yeah that's a good call too all right sean, sean i know sean watches the moving averages very closely so i didn't even see that so glad you pointed that out yeah, yeah. they're my stable lines yes i can say that yes yeah. <laughs> nice all right, one more, right? Yes, this, this is the last one. Uh, this we talked about last week. This is this is also an AI play. So they are reporting nice. earnings on Monday, uh, and I just wanted to sh keep it here so that you know if because for folks who joined last week, they heard from me on the GitLab. I think we'll get to know on Monday if GitLab comes through on the AI hype. As I said, if they are on the AI hype and they talk about AI AI on their earnings call, you will see a break above forty three. If not, the stock can go back again and touch those lows of 26. Uh, again, this is not a profitable company. It's a SaaS software, not profitable. Future guidance uh, will matter a lot and AI will matter a lot. So we'll keep a track on this one and we'll report next week if it is. By the way, this is not a great options play also. You don't have much volume in this option. It's a little bit bearish. It's 1.15. So you can say there are more bears compared to the bulls. Um, I'm not playing. I'm not into this. Uh, I'm not. I don't have any positions. I don't plan to open a position. I just want to track it to see whether you know our reading is uh, how accurate our reading is on you know, these kind of charts. So just for educational purposes. Yeah, I like it. Last week when you mentioned it, um, and now it's trading. It continues to trade up into earnings. Like generally, I think that's positive. Back above the moving average, you know, Sean's going to think that's positive. I'm going to agree with him. <laughs> so, yeah, it'd be really great. I, think, I bet you, just like you said, though, if we get, if they mention any any kind of AI, anything in line with the AI hype here, um, you could see a big candle, right? So uh, it could be a nice trade. I'm, lo I'm looking forward to next week. Follow up on this, K. Yes, I will follow up and then uh, we'll pretty much uh, find another one. Interesting one. Nice. That's it from my side. Anything to add to this one, Sean, before we get, get to wrapping for the week? Uh, not particularly. We've got that kind of resistance point that we're kind of touching now, but it means nothing really going into earnings. So I won't, I won't touch on that. Yeah, good call. Good call. News trumps the charts. News um, trumps And we have a few comments. Let's let's wrap up those comments. Let's check out those comments as well. Yeah, a lot of great comments. And thanks for tuning in, everybody. Um, I think we, you know, we try to make sure that we follow up with this this consistency every week so we can follow up from comments the prior week. But if there's new charts or new stocks you guys are interested in, always want to hear about that as well. And yeah, yeah good to hear it. SoFi, it looks like a lot of folks doing well with SoFi and Mara. Um, yeah, nice nice to see that. The, the Fed and the student loan payments with SoFi is, I think, going to be all positive for them for the most part. That's my take. Um, but again, I think that those payments coming due, those are large payments. I mean, if you had $350 coming out of your, uh, you know, monthly income, it, it may not break, break the bank. Right. But it's going to shift some of your expense, you know, what you're spending money on. No doubt. 350 exactly. is not pocket change for anybody really. Yeah. Um, so yeah. It'll and, be and you have to also note, right. Because the money is coming out from some area, right? So, so people will stop spending in some places, mostly consumer discretionary products. They can't stop buying, you know, staple food, drinks, and all that. But discretionary products will take a hit. And I and I think, as nobody knows when that switch will happen, but when that switch happens, the overall market just cannot keep going up. At some point, there will be a reversal, 
and and that's what I guess we are waiting all we are waiting for, right? To buy some stocks. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt opportunities. Well, I think just uh, with K, uh, sorry, Ty being up seventy percent on SoFi is absolutely magnificent, isn't it? Wow, that's, yeah, that's a fantastic. Ty, Ty is, says, says thanks, I don't know Ty. If, if, if Ty is still on the call. Uh, I, I want to ask: Are you taking profits off the table, or are you just holding on on this profit? That's a great question. I believe I know, that's all diamond hands. Personally, I'll just answer while Ty is potentially answering, and uh, I I always scale out. Which same here. You know, when yeah, things move higher and you're like, oh, I used to have 200 shares. Now I have 100 shares because I've been scaling along the way. And then it takes off and you just, it's hard not to think about, oh, if I still had those 200 shares, no doubt. Um, but it's way worse if it reverses and you don't take any profits yeah. and then, yeah. you know, you're losing sleep over that. So I, I did that with yeah. NVIDIA. I took 25% off the table, right? So I, I got my Very cost nice. basis, whatever I had put in. Now everything is on the house money, right? So it's, it's let it run. Oh. I'm still setting up almost 180% on the profit side. That's yeah. the dream, isn't it? House money. House money. House money. Yeah. So I, I don't lose. It goes to zero. I'm happy. My cost basis is out. Risk management is everything. It helps with your emotions as well. So much so. It really is. That could be like your single goal is to uh, trade with house money only, right? Oh, look at that. Ty is selling leaps. He has leaps. Nice, nice. And he's selling calls against them. All right. Ty knows what he's doing. I like to hear it. Yeah, Ty likes to trade the longer term leaps. I think I've I've heard him talk about that with Mara as well. I'd love to get him on as a guest one week if you're okay with that, Ty. I like that too. Yeah, I guess it sounds like a great, we could expand this to uh, have some guests. I think that's fantastic. We love well, it. Um, hey, another great week, guys. And this is even better. We got the visual going. So looking forward to more of this. Um, heading into next week, I obviously talking to all these charts, like very bullish feeling, right? When all the charts just point up, it feels good. And uh, there's this like nagging thing in the back of my head that's like, Nate, every single chart you're looking at, you feel bullish about. So, you know. Just take that comment and remember that it's when everybody's going one direction, that's when the market likes to kind of give you a reality check. So just trade a little bit cautiously when we get a little bit overextended like this is all I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you add, Sean? Um, just a bit more than on the YouTube side, really, not so much the trading side. You've gone over that. Nice. Um, obviously, if you did enjoy this new setup, obviously hit the like button. It really helps us out, especially in the early, early stages of this channel. Um, we're having fun. I hope you're having fun, of course. And obviously, hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. And you know, if you've got friends out there who are into trading, um, and they kind of like looking at charts and that kind of stuff, then just you know, share the link. It's you know, it's only a little link, it's only a message. But yeah, that's what I've got to say. Just trade safe as well, um, and just be aware of what you're doing, pretty much. Appreciate that. How about you, Kay? Well, all I have to say is that uh, trade safely. And if you have any feedback for us to improve how what we are doing, because the goal is not just to share with what you know we have, but also to get your opinion and feedback and uh, also make this as an educational purpose so we can all learn together. And, you know, this is the reason why, you know, if our trade goes wrong, we will provide an explanation on why it went wrong. And we'll do an analysis together because I think uh, more minds are better than just one mind, right? Uh, if I got that right. Uh, so it's, it's a community that I guess we are building. You know, the three of us are really enjoying talking charts and stuff, and we want to get your feedback as every single week, right? We want to, us to analyze a new stock. We love to do that. We all are three different types of traders. Uh, we trade differently. Our, uh, our focus is different, but I think we bring a different perspective, and this is the most important thing. So we really enjoy your feedback and support, and we're looking forward to you know doing this uh, more in the coming weeks. 100%. Yeah, great stuff. I'm going to go over all of my notes that I took from today's call and uh, looking forward to talking to you guys throughout the week. Everybody trade safe and uh, we'll do it again same time next week. Thanks, guys. Take Thanks care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.